This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the post-game podcast to reflect on yet another memorable European night at Anfield. I'm your host Paul Wheelock and in this show we will be getting the view from the press box, the dugout and the stands on Liverpool's 1-0 victory over Napoli this evening that secured their place in the last 16 of the Champions League. We'll start by getting the thoughts of our Liverpool FC correspondent James Pearce and you'll then hear audio from Reds boss Jurgen Klopp's press conference before we turn the show over to you, the supporters. But as I say, we'll start with James Pearce and then Jurgen Klopp. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, what a night it's been here at Anfield. Liverpool marching into the last 16 of the Champions League after a 1-0 victory over Napoli here. It went down to the wire. They had to fight hard for it, but there's no doubt that Liverpool certainly deserved their place in the knockout stages. I thought they were outstanding tonight, pretty much from start to finish. I think uh, Klopp got his tactics absolutely spot on. I thought um, defensively they looked so rock solid. Virgil van Dijk absolutely uh, commanding once again. And also, you know, Klopp's probably biggest selection decision in terms of the makeup of his midfield. You know, he went for solidity and experience an organisation um, and you know those wise old heads in there Henderson, Wijnaldum and Milner certainly repaid him because I thought um, Liverpool showed real maturity and discipline and control those three worked so so hard to, to shut down space and win the ball back and keep Liverpool in the ascendancy and you know that was the midfield that, that led Liverpool to the Champions League final last season and it's the midfield that, uh, that's booked their place in that last 16 come February uh, going forward Liverpool look really, really threatening tonight. Mo Salah maintaining his uh, you know, outstanding run of form at the moment. Another goal for him. And it really was an absolute beauty that uh, that settled the, the proceedings. It was you know, Nothing really looked on when Milner rolled the ball into him on the edge of the box. But uh, he rolled away from uh, Rui, um, left Koulibaly for dead. And then from the tightest of angles, I think Napoli were expecting Salah to cross towards Mane at the back post. But... It was uh, an exquisite finish through the legs of Ospina and into the far corner. And, uh, of course, 1-0 was, uh, you know, it was a scoreline good enough to take Liverpool through, but it was also one that left um, Liverpool's fate in the group on a knife edge because uh, it meant that, you know, if Napoli did, did score one, Liverpool would, would have then needed to uh, have won 3-1 in order to go through due to the, the maths um, with, with the head-to-head. But, you know, I think, you know, Liverpool, the big decision in the second half was whether to stick or twist. Uh, and, and there's no doubt that the club opted to twist. Liverpool were really, really positive, played on the front foot, um, kept Napoli pinned in their own half for long, long periods. Um, and they created a stack of chances. I mean, but for the uh, heroics of Ospina and some pretty woeful finishing, Liverpool should have, should have been home and dry, should have scored three or four, really. I think Mane could easily have gone home with the match ball. Somehow, he uh, he didn't he didn't score at all. Uh, Van Dijk volleyed over from close range. Um, Salah went close to getting another one as well. It was, you know, Napoli were, were clinging on for dear life. And then, you know, when the chances keep on getting missed, suddenly the alarm bells are ringing. And then deep into stoppage time, I think, you know, everyone in here apart from the 3,000 in the away end hearts were all in mouths because um, you know the, when the ball dropped to Milik you know, it, I think it flicked off the substitute for Bino into Milik's path perfectly and you, you thought well that's it you know it's going to be a hammer blow for Liverpool dumped into the Europa League momentum being halted after such a, a thrilling start to the Premier League season but when they really needed him, Alison Becker stepped up again. And uh, it was telling that at the final whistle tonight, Virgil van Dijk made a beeline for Alisson because uh, he's been just an absolutely unbelievable signing for the club. And, um, you know, he spread himself deep into stoppage time and made a stunning save. And uh, ultimately, that was the difference between Liverpool crashing out of the Champions League tonight and marching into the last 16. You know, I think. Just in terms of prize money, that save is worth 11 million quid, but it's value to Liverpool in terms of the prestige and the glamour of, uh, of being involved in the knockout stages uh, come the spring is, uh, is worth so much more than that. And there's no doubt the, the absence of a world-class goalkeeper cost Liverpool the Champions League last season with Loris Karius' meltdown, 
against Real Madrid in Kiev. But Klopp, to his credit, he took action this summer. He, uh, you know, he, he made sure that he addressed that glaring weakness. And you know, as as Klopp said himself in the press comments afterwards, you know, if he'd known Allison was this good, he said he'd have paid double that sixty-five million pound fee. And uh, I'm not, not sure he was even joking because there's no doubt that at sixty-five million pounds, Allison's impact has been such that that already looks like small change to Liverpool. You know, he's made massive, massive saves in recent weeks. You think about the one here from Gomez in the Merseyside derby. You know, the one he made very late on at, at Burnley. Um, you know, these are these are real game-changing saves that, that have won Liverpool points and you know they say having a top-class keeper is worth 10 to 15 points over a season and he's already well on his way to achieving that and you know not content with playing a starring role in Liverpool's Premier League title push he's now helped write another chapter in the in the club's rich European history so uh, I think to a man Liverpool delivered tonight. Uh, I thought they were they were excellent from start to finish. It would have been so cruel if Milik had rescued a draw for Napoli and they'd gone through at Liverpool's expense. Um, but you know, uh, Allison stood tall when Liverpool really needed him, and uh, there's no doubt that that justice was done. Liverpool certainly worthy of their place in the knockout stages. And now, of course, they have to come back down to earth because um, again, you know, another huge, huge game on the horizon with Manchester United due here on uh, Sunday afternoon. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Uh, Jürgen, first of all, congratulations. Obviously, given the chances that you created tonight and then a great save from Alisson at the end there, just sum up what the evening was like for you. I'm still full of adrenaline. I could fill it in bottles, bottles again. So this game was just amazing. It was outstanding, unbelievable. The boys played yeah, their whole heart on the pitch. I'm not sure if the right saying, but it's just if they were with each part of their body they were in that game. Our offensive defending, our offensive our pressing was was some of the best I ever saw. Um, how we played football, the direction we played with, uh, the intensity we played with was just difficult to deal with. Yes, we could have scored more often, but actually the 2-0 doesn't help a lot. Maybe we saw him the, 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 the most difficult period was the directly after the 1 0. You could see this little bit relief, and then immediately Napoli was there. So that made the game so intense. We, we knew in half time we cannot change the, the tactics that we say now, let's sit a bit deeper or whatever. In that moment, they are not to defend anymore because they do it really so well. And they have these four players, two sixes, two tens in between the lines. It's just the pitch is too big. So we had to do it again like this, like we did in the first half. And then it was after 65 minutes, it was really wild, both sides. So it was like counter, 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 um, quick transition, all that stuff without really finishing. The goal Moose scored, what a goal, unbelievable. And the save Ali made, I have no words for that. So that was, of course, the life saver tonight. Um, and I'm really proud of what the boys did tonight. Uh, the only thing I know um, that a lot of the fans would like to have a revenge against, a revenge against PSG or whatever, but we have no say in that. That's what I know. We don't have no say in that. So we, we wait for the draw, no problem with that. Until 7.55 tonight, I was really not sure that we will be in the draw still and now we are in it and how could I sit here and, and ask for any team? I, I don't care. So we are second in the, in the group, so we will have an outstanding, strong opponent. That's it. Um, yeah, so what changed this time around compared to the game in the San Paolo Stadium in Naples? You seem to be a, a different team also. And then second question, um, I know that you know something about the Europa League. Do you think um, <laughs> Napoli can go on and do well in the Europa League this year? Oh, I saw before, I, in, in preparation for that game, I, I, had, I saw as well, coincidentally, I came on the on the European League and I saw the teams who will go through probably. That's like a Champions League. So I think um, Napoli will do well in that for sure, but I don't think they want to hear that in a moment. Um, the other thing, everything changed. Everything changed in the game today. 
the only good thing, and I said we, we, I said that in the in the meeting before the game tonight, if the first game we played there was good for anything, then that they cannot have an idea who we are really, because that was not us at Napoli, that was somebody else. Um, we could have made uh, a six-hour meeting of that game, because we made so many mistakes, or we ignore it, and we decided to ignore it actually. And it gave the boys opportunity to bet in the next game. That's what we did in the next league game. I think it was City. I'm not 100% sure, but it was a tough game as well. And so we did tonight everything what we had to do. And the boys played an outstanding game. OK, so we can get Mr. Ancelotti and we'll take a couple without translation from the UK guys. Andy Hunter, first of all, please. It was not only one save, we had a lot of things to do tonight. Uh, how cool he, when Kami was with the ball helps us a lot in our, in our build-up situation. When he comes out for crosses, he's uh, outstanding. Um, and yes, that save was just incredible. But I really think and I, uh, that the, the, how the boys work together. If, if we don't defend the whole pitch like we defended today, Ali cannot make 20 saves like the last one that he did it. Incredible, unbelievable, never saw something similar. But um, still, he needs the other boys around, and then I don't forget it um, because maybe nobody asked. I want to say thank you, Enfield. It was unbelievable. Uh, it was unbelievable what the people did tonight. How the, the 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 atmosphere they created. It's just so special. I couldn't be more proud on all the people involved. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Now, before we get the verdict from seven Liverpool supporters who have phoned into this show, we're just going to read out some of the comments that have been left on our Blood Red podcast group page on Facebook. Tom Heaton said, huge defensive performance, some questionable finishing though. Sam Williams said, thoroughly professional performance tonight, thought everyone contributed to it at a high level. Particular standouts were Matty, Brunaldum, Van Dijk and of course Allison. Should have made it more comfortable and took the chances in the second half, but the overall performance was superb. Team selection was heavily criticised beforehand, but for me Klopp got it spot on. Up the Reds, bring on United. Derek Dungan said, super performance by all the players on the front foot all night. We're really starting to click now. Bring on the Manx on Sunday. Gerald McMahon, you don't get many better names than that if you're a Liverpool fan, said, most complete performance since Klopp took over. Wijnaldum, absolutely immense. VVD, an absolute beast. Best defender I've ever seen. And finally have a goalkeeper that can win those big games and get us over the line. Gareth Jones said, We all know Manny is a confidence player. Hope some of those misses haven't shaken him too much. Need him flying on Sunday. Plus how bad have the refs been in our last two Euro matches? Yellow card for VVD meaning he's suspended for the first leg. Very poor decision and it'll obviously be a massive miss with Gomez likely to be only just back from injury. David Elverson said, This team has sprung to life at exactly the right moment. Alisson proves that investing heavily in someone to keep the ball out of the net is just as vital as going for someone who puts them in there. Thought the midfield provided options going forward. Something I was worried they wouldn't when I saw the lineup. Mo Salah is king, Robbo is a machine and Masip was solid in defence. Harry Morgan said, Midfield bossed it until the last 15. Manny hopefully saving the goals for Sunday. Massive game. Johnny Wilson said, Some top performances tonight from Genie and Matip. I haven't said that too many times before. Should have scored more. Up the Reds. Johnny Wilmot said, Great doggy performance. However, way too many missed chances. Should have won 4-0 easy. Have to say, Alisson got us through to the knockout stages in injury time. Amazing save. Anfield was rocking and with top of the league. Bring on Man United on Sunday. Philip Smith said, Klopp chose the formation that was right rather than what the fans may have wanted. He needed defensive stability and he got it. The midfield were all excellent and made the best of the space Napoli gifted us for most of the game. Feels like they're clicking. Lots of pressing and intercepting, especially from Henderson. Final balls frustrating, but incredible goal and that save. Scott Purcell said, We would have been out of the Champions League if we had our last two goalkeepers both in goal at the same time. This man, talking about Alisson, is in a class of his own. 
Bob O'Hanlon said, If you listen carefully, you can hear all the pre-game midfield moaners crawling back under their rocks. As always, not done the easy way. And finally, Lloyd Roberts said, I thought we were fantastic tonight. Fortunate not to concede, but unfortunate not to score a few more. Hopefully we'll be clinical on Sunday. Now we'll hand you over to the Liverpool fans who have phoned into this show. That's Matt Addison, Matt Whitty, Ross Strachan, Alex Watt, Mark Baker, Simon Donnelly and Sam Planch. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hello, it's Matt Addison after Liverpool have made it through to the last 16 of the Champions League by beating Napoli. And I think there's only one place to start. Alison Becker, what a goalkeeper. A huge save once again. And he's just repaid probably, you know, almost his entire transfer fee. Liverpool are through and it's thanks to him. So many missed chances tonight. It could have been 6-3 or 6-4. But the important thing is that Liverpool got the job done. Damias Gamina, the referee, was, uh, I think, getting on everyone's nerve by the end of that game. That's the first time Liverpool have ever won when he's refereed, and I think some of his decisions tonight probably showed why. Uh, from the outset, I thought the midfield choice was slightly strange. Fabinho and Cater have been brilliant the last couple of weeks, um, so to see them drop was a bit odd, but in the end it worked. Henderson took his time to adjust to the pace of the game. He got there in the end. I thought Milner and Wijnaldum were... P- you know, particularly impressive in the middle of the park. Genie Wijnaldum's always, always capable of a big game performance, and I think we saw one tonight. James Milner, until he uh, picked up a little injury and had to be taken off, I thought he was all over the pitch. He was fantastic. Uh, I would imagine, though, that Fabinho and Keita will will return on uh, Sunday against Manchester United. Um, But it's good to see that we've got those options and we've got those players who can step up when they're required to. At the back, apart from Alisson, I thought Van Dijk was magnificent once again. Stepping up, showing just how good he is in the big games and making the difference. That's why Liverpool paid the money for him and it was another fantastic performance from him. If Liverpool had gone out, it would have been the away performances uh, away from Anfield that would have been the reason for that. And that will have to improve whoever we draw in the last 16. Hopefully it'll be Porto, but one of the big boys was shown before that we can beat the best take them back to Anfield as well. It'd be nice to get a second leg um, at home. Uh, I think that'd be a big advantage. Uh, But whoever we get, we've got a chance of going through. The important thing, really, in terms of the Premier League challenge, is that we don't have to go into the Europa League. So, a fantastic win for Liverpool tonight. Not a perfect performance by any stretch, but 1-0 we always knew was going to be enough. And we were just about in enough control, with a few big moments. The big save from Alisson, just to reiterate that again. Um, Liverpool are through and that's the main thing Hi, it's Matt Whitty Cop season ticket holder reflecting on Liverpool's crucial 1-0 home win against Napoli that takes us through to the knockout stage of the Champions League uh, What a night uh, it, was, uh, it was definitely not done the easy way It was, uh, it was exciting It was tense uh, oh, It was just... Uh, I'm just so glad. I'm just so glad it's over. Really, uh, it was uh, yeah, brilliant. Uh, a brilliant result. Um, uh, Klopp uh, reverted to uh, his sort of uh, his big game midfield three, and it was met by sort of a few a few groans uh, near me and myself included. I think uh, a lot of people would have liked to see a bit more uh, dynamism and thrust going forward from uh, from Cater or to give Fabinho a bit uh, more of a run in the team after his recent performances. Um, but uh, I thought the uh, I thought the midfield three all, all played well, especially second half. Uh, Henderson was was outstanding. Uh, he was uh, he, he was winning the ball back up high. He was going around uh, talking to uh, to all the players. Uh, he was there at every sort of break in play, going around uh, going around to teammates. And uh, yeah, I thought he uh, put in a, put in a really really good performance. Uh, it was a magnificent goal from from Salah uh, running. Uh, Running, 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 slicing through the uh, the Napoli defence and uh, slotting it away like uh, like we like we've just become so used to him uh, to him doing really. Um, I thought uh, we we were we we really should have scored more goals than uh, than just the one. Mane had a couple of uh, a couple of really good chances from um, from just inside the six yard box, uh, but it didn't quite go it didn't quite go it didn't quite go our way and it led to uh, a couple of. A couple of nervy moments, um, but I think that's that's always going to happen against a team with the quality that Napoli have. Uh, they 
they're all really good technically on the ball. Uh, they're very comfortable receiving uh, receiving the ball under pressure. I thought our press was really good, particularly in the second half. Um, and uh, but Napoli were prepared to sort of uh, to take it on. It didn't didn't always work, but sometimes they'd cut through us. Uh, they 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 often looked to sort of switch it. Uh, on the diagonal out to uh, put a high ball over uh, Alexander Arnold or uh, um, or Andy Robbo, but uh, I thought by and large we uh, we dealt with it pretty well. And uh, yeah, I'd say the uh, the last word has to go to uh, to Allison with uh, just a brilliant save uh, right at the death that uh, that was just crucial really. I mean it would have uh, would have put us out and put to bed all the all the hard work really. And uh, yeah, overall we've got out of a, a really difficult group, and uh, I think it's uh, it's it's taken its toll a bit. I think in terms of we haven't been able to maybe rotate as much as we would have liked if we'd had a, a slightly easier group. But you know, we we certainly had a an easier group last year, so we can't uh, we can't have that all the time. And the uh, the advantage you get with a with a with a tricky group like we had is that the teams are all capable of taking points off each other, and we we certainly benefited from that when. Uh, Napoli and PSG uh, played each other in the uh, the middle two games of uh, of the group. So yeah, onwards and upwards, and uh, bring on United. Giraffes from witness with his thoughts on the Liverpool Napoli game. Managed to get over the line with the one 0 victory tonight. Very very tense in the last ten minutes, and it was Allison to the rescue in stoppage time with an absolutely magnificent point-blank save to stop Liverpool dropping into the Europa League, which would have been an absolute disaster. Overall, I think Liverpool were a good value in the end for the victory. Um, they, made, they made heavy weather at times. There were some, some really bad misses, some really bad misses. Um, Mane could have had a hat-trick. He, he gets himself in great positions and he is is um, liable to miss chances. He does miss quite a few chances, but he's always in that position. Could have had a hat-trick tonight, but didn't. Um, start, started off the game, good tempo, early chances at both ends. Salah could have scored if he'd have controlled the ball a little better early on. And then they go, went up the other end and I think it was Hamzik had a great chance. Another day, that's in the top corner. But... You know, it was a real cup tie, wasn't it? It was basically winner winner goes through. I think Liverpool deserve a lot of credit for getting through that tie because it could have been a very tricky, very tricky game. Napoli have got a lot of quality in that side, but again, the this new direction that this team's going in, the way we are now defending and was was so hard to beat. Um, we did. did it was only really late on when they had the real couple of chances. There was one at the back post in the second half, must have been in about 18 minutes, where he should have done better and he could really hit the target. And obviously there's the one that I've mentioned with Allison was was made a save, which he's got no right to make really. You could you could almost say the fellow's got to score. It's it's a really bad miss, but you've got to give Allison credit for it. He just makes himself big. He's done this a few times, I've noticed. He flies out, just makes himself big, and he just just gets just gets his body in the way of the ball, and it's kept, it's it's kept us in the game. And ultimately, it's it's got us into the next round. Um, on the Napoli side, obviously, there's there's that defender that everyone's interested. Cabelli. Um what a player he looks like. Uh, I think United are interested in him. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of other interested clubs in him. They're talking ninety hundred million for him. He he was brilliant. Obviously, there was that little thing where Salah got away and and got the goal, but that Kabili was absolutely everywhere. He he was great for he was he was one of their better players tonight because Liverpool did have a lot of lot of the ball and we had a lot of possession and a lot of shots, but he seemed to be involved in a lot of the the breaking up of things and you know he. I'd imagine at some points we're going to see him in the Premiership and whoever gets him, they're going to have a great player on their hands. But as good a player as he is, I don't think he's a patch on the main man, Virgil van Dijk. Absolute colossus again there at the back. Wins everything in the air. He's changed the whole mentality of the, the way we defend now. It was In the past few seasons, it's been all gun-ho Liverpool. And it's, it's took a little bit of time for... The fans, myself, it's to 
to accept it. We're not playing that that style of football now. It's we've adapted, and we're harder to beat. And it took a little bit of time to almost think, oh, we are actually playing well. Because I've been thinking a lot this season, oh, we haven't been paying grace. But this is just now the way we play. I've mentioned this before. This is now the way we play. And as soon as we get a goal and we go 1-0 in front, it's going to be very, very hard for any team to come back and beat us. We are not going to concede many goals this season. We are going to be a very, very hard team to beat. And in the past, you couldn't say that about Liverpool. It was always, we were great entertainers. And we'd always be in the mix. We'd win a game 4-3 or it'd be a 3-3 classic. But now, we've we've come to accept that, you know, a 1-0, a 2-0, it's, there's, there's no shame in it. Let's keep it tight at the back. And we've got enough talent up there. We're always going to score goals. We're not going to score what we have been in the past few seasons, but we're always going to score goals with the threat. Salah's starting to come into his own again. And I thought, mentioning Salah, I thought having him out on the right... For me, it looks it looks much more of a threat out there on the right. You can see by the goal, it gives him a little bit more space than the congestion of the centre. This is something I have mentioned before as well. Just to have Salah out on that right, it gives him that space to attack and it's proved it today. He went past a couple of players and slotted, so created something out of nothing. If if he's down the middle, that's not a goal, is it? He's, he's not in the position to score that goal. But, like I say, we've... We've made things so much better at the back and and Van Dijk's at the heart of it all. Tonight, as I've already mentioned, he was magnificent. But I think a bit of credit needs to go to uh, Matip as well. Obviously, I'm not his number one fan. He's not, a, he's, not a, he's not a great defender, is he? But he's got all the attributes. He's a big lad. He's got a bit of pace. But Mat- um, Van Dijk's just... He just seems to have a calming influence on everyone. And... He must be a joy to play in X-Van Dijk because he's he's involved in everything. He's he talk, constantly talking and organising. And Matip tonight, I thought he had a great game alongside him. I think anyone playing alongside him, they're going to improve his play. So that's good to know that, you know, Gomez obviously I think now is the number one when he comes back fit. But we know now that whoever slots in, as long as we can keep, we can keep Van Dijk fit, you slot anyone next to him and he'll talk them through the game, he'll get the job done. It's great to see. But all in all, it was just good to get through. It was very twitchy, very nervy. You know, the last them last ten minutes, anything could have happened. But they never really, really pressed Napoli. They had, it was literally the last few minutes when they but I think that's down to how well Liverpool defended again. The midfield, the midfield were good, pressing, and all in all, we're through. We're into the knock. We can put that on the back, the back burner now. We're into the knockout stages, and it doesn't mean I don't care who we get. I, I hope it's one of the big boys. Get the big boys involved now. We don't care. We'll beat it. over two legs. We can beat anyone, and I just can't wait for Sunday to play Man United and let's give them a thrashing. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross the Line podcast. And phew, we're through. I am worn out after that game. Um, We were so good today, but my God, that last 20 minutes was nail-biting. You know, we only had the 1-0 lead, and if Napoli scored, we were going out. And we've all seen that happen before with Liverpool. Um, When we missed so many chances in the second half, I really did start to get anxious because it had all the makings of a last-minute Napoli equaliser and us going out. Those four minutes of stoppage time were unbearable, especially when Napoli had that late chance. I mean, what a save from Alisson. What a guy... What a goalkeeper, he's one of the best in the world. Give him a knighthood as far as I'm concerned for that one. That is why we paid all that money for him. And we're through <laughs> somehow. Um, great performances all over the pitch. You know, when I saw Henderson, Wijnaldum, Milner as the midfield three again, I'm sure I wasn't the only Liverpool fan concerned, you know, after the last Champions League game. But to be fair, they were 
the same three who played when we beat PSG at Anfield and it was that midfield that showed up tonight you know they had so much energy in midfield they're pressing they were getting the ball to the front three quickly Uh, it was so much better you know the front three looked so dynamic again and it feels like everything is just clicking into place at the right time of the season with Liverpool um Firmino, you know, some have been concerned about his form recently and where Klopp's been playing him, but he was everywhere tonight, just like he has been at his best. Salah's goal, I mean, that turn and that finish from a tight angle was outrageous. He's definitely got the bit between his teeth again. And yeah, it's just an amazing feeling to still be in the Champions League. You know, I think for two reasons I think we can potentially put together another good run in the competition now you know how it's all starting to mesh with the team at this point in the season but I think mainly because we've avoided dropping down to the Europa League because no offence to that competition but we'd probably struggle to maintain a Premier League title challenge if we were also playing in you know far-flung European countries on Thursday night so yeah, it's just an awesome feeling to be through. We've obviously got Manchester United next, so let's just keep this winning mentality going, take this feeling into that game. You know, we need to make sure we win. <laughs> you know, we can't let them be the team that ends this undefeated run in the league, and we've got to make sure Jose Mourinho doesn't get one over on us again because he loves to do that. But yeah, I'm going to go and... uh Enjoy this win. That was incredible. Cheers. Mark Baker um, talking about the Champions League fixture at Anfield in the group stages, Liverpool versus Napoli. So Liverpool got through the tie and I thought Liverpool played well in the fixture. I felt that it was another example, really, of Jürgen Klopp's tactical acumen and how good a manager he is, really, in terms of defensive organisation now Napoli could never really build any rhythm within the game Liverpool were able to stop them at source, stop them getting any balls into them and playing through midfield and a lot of the balls that that were played by the Italians were percentage football and that was because of the organised defensive structure that Liverpool adopted in terms of the, the distances between his players the cover, support and pressure applied to the ball by all the players in close proximity which meant that for the majority of the game Napoli were forced to play long and Liverpool were were picking up second balls and dominating uh, most of the fixture really and I think Liverpool more than deserved to win on the night and go through to the, the latter stages albeit not having played well in, in some of the away legs and I think I mean sometimes I can be critical of Liverpool at times like I feel they've got deficiencies in midfield in terms of imagination and stuff like that And but the bottom line is even though they have got a weakness or what I perceive as a weakness in that area they are operating at the highest level of club football so obviously they are top of the Premier League now through from the Champions League group stage and I think massive credit must go to the manager and the players really I think to to have to have an issue like that within your squad compared to your rivals who all have them kind of players in midfield and to be competing at the level Liverpool are and and on course to do so in, in both competitions for the remainder of the season really I think it says a lot about the manager the players and, and, and all really um, in terms of every all the staff at the club I think Liverpool are a, a well-oiled unit and like I talked about last week even when they're not playing well are that sound in terms of their structure that they can nick games and and see out games in a manner they haven't been able to previously so obviously on to the Napoli game today so I've said that Liverpool played well deserved to win the fixture the reason that they ultimately won the fixture was because of a fantastic goal, albeit a terrible goalkeeping error, really. But in the lead-up to it, just a a showcase of Mohamed Salah. And I've mentioned before 
on these podcasts and he is a world-class footballer. There's absolutely no question about that. There's a perception that he hasn't played to his maximum this season and I probably agree with that. I feel at times he's been sloppy in front of goal with the final pass as well. But you look at the the figures in terms of his goal contributions over the past, since he's joined Liverpool really, and it's staggering. It's absolutely staggering. And the, and the positions he gets in, the touches in the opposition box, the chances he creates, the chances he actually misses, you're talking about the, the numbers don't lie. I mean, he, even when he's not at his absolute maximum, he's a threat all the time. And when that ball was rolled into him, it showed another facet of his game. And, and one that gets underplayed really is when the ball is played into him with a defender pr- with pressure from behind, the ability to roll players and that upper and lower body strength to be able to manoeuvre players out the way normally uses the, the sole of his boots to control in them situations and pin defenders. And he was just too strong. His, his core was too strong. And again, it's a trait he has in, in many fixtures in that Liverpool are able to play the ball into him. He can act as a wall pass. He can act as a bouncing ball for players. And he can also, from that position, turn players and then be go from a position where he's receiving from his back to goal to turn and, and operating on the front foot. And again, he did that. Um, went into the penalty area and shuffled his feet around Koulibaly um, to create the half yard of space, albeit on his weak right hand side, to be able to to play the play the ball in what I consider quite fortuitously through the goalkeeper's legs. But it, the actual build up to the goal just highlighted what a special player he is. So that ability to pin and spin, the ability in such a tight area to gain that half a yard. It was very similar the way he gained the half yard to the goal he scored against Tottenham in a similar area last season, where he's just able to shift that ball with the inside of his left foot to his right-hand side and to stabilise a defender. And as I say, that is the reason that Liverpool went 1-0 up, because in the highest area of the pitch, they have a world-class player. There's absolutely no question about that. And as... I'd be amazed, really, if if the real top dogs of European football, so I know that, obviously, Barcelona issue with signing players from Liverpool, but Real Madrid as well. Anyone with them kind of figures for the prolonged period of time he's hit now and his overall football ability has to be in that elite group of performers and Liverpool are benefiting from that. So often this season as well, he's been the, the first goal scorer for Liverpool, which is so crucial in games. Um, I wanted to pinpoint some of the... the, the the spine of Liverpool's team and they all contribute to being a reason why Liverpool are so competitive in the top end of the Premier League and, and in the Champions League and Salah is definitely that at the top end of the field and once again tonight displayed just why. Apart from being people talk about his runs in behind which he's fantastic at but then that ability to control in short spaces, bring others into the game, combine with players, he, he really has got the lot for me as a as a footballer. Uh, so so he is obviously one at the top end of the pitch, but then you look at the other end of the pitch now, you've got Virgil van Dijk as your centre-half. Now, I've mentioned before, it, for me, there is no better player in the position in world football, and I don't care what anybody says to me. Everything you would want in the modern-day centre-half playing for a top elite side who are competing at the top end of competitions, he has... So the ability to be able to play high up the pitch because you have the recovery pace. You can't run the player. He's too quick. He covers ground too well. You can't get into a fight with him or out-muscle him because he's too strong. His aerial dominance is there for all to see. I think statistically in the Premier League, he's first, if not second, in terms of headed duels won. He's a leader. That leadership quality, you can see that comes through in him, that organisational Um attributes and also when you have the football he's so adept and uses it so well and is able to pass over mid-range short distance but also hits diagonals off his right foot to the right hand side of the pitch normally to Trent Alexander-Arnold to switch play he's a fantastic player I actually feel that he was very fortunate today to stay on the football pitch I actually think it was a red card the challenge very similar to the Jagielka challenges I can't remember I think it was at Wolves earlier on in the season I mean could have caused serious damage to the ankle and I know people say you have to go in for that, you have to slide like that, but in the modern day you simply can't do it and the the impact of the follow-through um, could have caused damage. And as I say, Liverpool were fortunate in that sense, but everything else, he is touch perfect, 
positionally perfect and an outstanding centre-half. So you have Salah up one end of the pitch who's contributing to goals in terms of maybe even 1-0 wins for the majority of the time for Liverpool or key goals early on in games which decide the outcome. And then you have Virgil van Dijk whose record since arriving at Liverpool has been absolutely outstanding in terms of um, goals conceded, shots on Liverpool's goal, all of them underlying figures which presents Van Dijk as such a such an elite performer in the position, and, I, and I, I've said this before, but I wouldn't swap him for any centre half in the in the world, the world game, um, because there is no weakness to that player's game. And finally, uh, I wanted to talk about the goalkeeper Allison, who's came in from Roma, and I, I must admit I'm not great, a great follower of of Italian football. I watch a lot of the, well, I'm a massive follower of Barcelona, but in terms of Italian football, my knowledge was pretty limited obviously from the, only the Champions League uh, footage that I've seen from the player. But at the moment, and, and early on, sorry, what I would say is Liverpool face very few shots on their on their goal. So it was very hard to judge in, in the early weeks of the season what Liverpool had acquired. Obviously, I've heard the, the reports and obviously he seems to be an elite player in the position. But I think the last few weeks have shown him to be just that. He is encompassing all the things you would want from a top-class goalkeeper. So all the best keepers, it doesn't matter, who play for, for sides, who go on to win things or sides competing at the top end, have little to do in a football match. But they're sometimes needed to make one to two saves per game when the game becomes stretched, whatever it might be, whatever situation it is in the game, and they're there to save you. And I must say, over the last couple of weeks, he's been absolutely outstanding in winning Liverpool points. And... It's, it's, it's his positional sense, it's his footwork, sometimes the little intricacies, so in terms of how he shuffles his feet across the goal to enable him to be in a position to best affect the shot of the centre-forward. And it was another example today, Liverpool, although they were comfortable in the game, whenever it's 1-0 and with such to lose, there's a level of anxiety that goes around the stadium and then it's only a human reaction as much as you don't want it to happen that Liverpool then sink into a shape and, and become worried about giving something away rather than going on and really forcing the game themselves or seeing the game through by the possession of the ball. And a ball obviously came into the penalty area. First contact is made by, I think, a Liverpool player, but the second contact is obviously from a Napoli player. And Alisson's footwork and the way he spread himself across the goal to narrow the distance between the shot, the ball and himself was outstanding and saved Liverpool. So for all the dominance, he has made the difference. And in recent weeks, he has made the difference more and more. And I think you're seeing just what Liverpool have bought in, bought, sorry, in the goalkeeper. There is, doesn't seem to be many like him. And although it's early in his Liverpool career, as I say, the ability to move his feet, his body position, his ability to judge distance when an attacker is closing them down, as displayed in other examples of, of games such as Chelsea, has been top class. So with a spine like that, you always have an ability to stay in games. And Liverpool, around that, have got a set of very good players, but they seem to have a world-class core, which is making the difference for Liverpool and turning tight games and games that could go either way into victories for the side. And I think that's what I'll take out of today's game, that Liverpool now have elite players which are making a difference. This is Simon Donnelly, the LFC jury member for the Liverpool Echo. Just come back from Anfield. Uh, we did enough. I thought it was an exciting game, good performance by the Reds. Felt like there should have been more goals in it, whether they be goals for us or goals for Napoli. I'm not quite sure. I thought Mane seemed to miss um, a guilted, a guilt-edged chance late on. And there seems to be missed chances by both sides all the way through the game, to be honest. The, uh, Napoli... Um, we're not a very strong side in that the slightest touch from a Liverpool player's bootlace and they seem to go over, which is a bit frustrating. It, 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 sometimes it's different when you see it on the TV, but from where we were sitting in the stands, um, Virgil van Dijk's tackle that end and the, the yellow card seemed to be a fantastic challenge. And yet there he was with his yellow and that was all a bit frustrating. But the fact remains we've done enough. Now, I was one before this game for suggesting that it wouldn't be such a bad thing if we went out of this tournament and let Man City 
focus on trying to win the Champions League, which is what they want, leaving us to focus on trying to win the Premier League, which is pretty much what we want. But I did forget a little bit about dropping into that blooming uh, Europa League, which we all hate so much. And I'm glad we haven't done that. We've got a little bit of time off now before this uh, this Champions League tournament continues. Uh, let's see, we get in the draw, which is coming up, I think, maybe on Friday. But overall, good performance. We were very, very, very odd that we went through having lost three away games. Napoli went out having only lost one, maybe. Uh, but we did just enough to get through. It was very tense because from about 70 minutes onwards, I felt that all that Napoli had to do was sneak a goal and we were out because we would have needed another two goals and I didn't think we were going to get them. But thankfully, we, hang, we hung on. Uh, more money in the pocket for the club, which is good. More kudos for the club, which is always good. And you never know, another little run towards that final. I just hope it doesn't take it away from the Premier League because that's what I want. Come on, you Reds. Okay, so Liverpool Napoli Champions League. What can we say? And, you know, we know what we had to do. And a lot of people didn't know what we had to do because it was that complicated. But it's a new format of the Champions League. And basically, if you win enough games and you score enough goals, you'll go for it. So a lot of people will overcomplicate it. And they'll say, if you win one there and you won 2-0 there. Let's face it, Liverpool against Napoli and Liverpool against Red Star were an absolute abysmal away from home. And most could argue we didn't deserve to go through after them two performances, but the PSG game at home, I thought we were by far the better side there. We beat them, and tonight we were by far the better side against Napoli. Who were a good side. I think they, they play a lot of two-touch football, um, fast-paced on the break. Very good, some very good players as well. And I thought in the first half they showed a little bit of that. Second half, Liverpool dominated, even though I thought the first half um, we probably shaded it. The second half, we absolutely dominated, and Salah missed a great chance, and we missed loads of great chances to make it a lot more, and people are saying, well, yeah, but the second goal wouldn't have mattered because if they'd have scored, and we wouldn't have gone through, and yeah, but if we'd have got that second, if they would have scored, we only need one more to go through. And listen, we done it and we done it well. Alisson made a good save at the end, and you see the replays, and you know you're thinking, you know, on the ground you're thinking it's a great save, but you see, you see the replays, and you think, well, it wasn't a boss save, but it's the right place, the right time. He spread himself, and he was confident, and he come right out. And Michael used to do it years ago, and I remember him. I do think that like Semenyele would have just flapped on the line, and we. We they conceded the goal there, so even though loads of chances, better side, it just shows you how European football quality you can be out in a, in, in in the blink of the eye, you know. So listen, um, I want to mention that I've said every time about how different Klopp's teams are this this season, and tonight it. It was good and bad, really. I thought we were pressing in parts and we weren't in others. But I think the three in midfield, he's gone with the trusted three, and I totally didn't agree with it um, before the game. I thought Kaita needed to be an answer. I'd have had Kaita answer, to add a bit of um, actual inventiveness and quality. But you can't argue with Henderson's and Milner's desire and effort. But I must admit... I don't even rate the lad and I don't like him. But Genie Wijnaldum was the pick of the midfield for either day. I thought he was great. And um, credit where credit's due. Um, well done, Genie. I thought he had a good game. Andy Robinson was brilliant and Van Dyke was brilliant. Now, they were Liverpool's best players today. Um, I thought Manny was a bit off. He missed a few chances. Salah scored an absolute great goal and I, I, I love the way he saw Koulibaly down the right side because Koulibaly thought he was going on the left and, and put a cracking goal in there but he had other wasteful uh, moments but by the way that Koulibaly is the real deal but for him we'd have won about 
I'd love for Liverpool to sign him. He's the real. He's a he's a real player. Him, an absolute real player. He's a, he's a real defender. Him, don't worry about that. He's an absolute mountain. So you know, for them, he was their best player. And if I was Andy Robbo, Van Dijk, and the Wayne Aldum tonight were Liverpool's best players. Um, and obviously Salah scored a great goal. So yeah, I, I, you know, listen, I don't agree with bringing Firmino off and blah blah. And I think Keith should have started, and he's got that that drive and inventiveness and carry the ball and need touch from midfield. But what do I know? And you know, I do podcasts, and Jurgen Klopp does managing. So fair play to him, and he's boss, and we love him, and he's been great. And we're through to the next round, and. You know what, we finished second and we're probably going to get um, some of a team who, you know, you're going to get your Barcelona's, Juventus. You can get all these who've won the group. So what? Uh, Bingham on. I mean, I was only saying tonight, I remember watching that Champions League music coming on and telling me why to turn the telly off and yeah, because we weren't in it. You know, we weren't in it for so long. And I couldn't bear it, you know. And um, now, you know, just to be in it, it's great. We're top of the shop. We're in the Champions League. Let's just embrace it. We know there's faults here, then, and people, you know, will say, "Oh, wow, you moaning." And you know, I'm I'm trying to analyze a game and pinpoint where I think the pool can improve. Uh, we all want the pool can improve because. If, if we're not winning every cup and every league and on the planet like we should be doing because we're the best, well then, we want to know why we're not doing it. And uh, that's what I'm trying to say. Like So, listen, tonight was boss. I thought second half, we managed the game very well. Uh, we missed an absolute shed load of chances. When we could have come to them on other moments, but then we've got the likes of Alisson and Van Dijk at the back. I think a telling moment will be in the in the next round, Gomez is injured and Van Dijk suspended with his uh, yellow card today. Lovren and Matip are probably if they're fit, which let's face it, they're not very reliable. Um, are going to be our centre halves. So, though the good players in their own right, that's a level down. So let's just hope we can we can do what we do there. So, by the way, Matty had a good game tonight. We're through with the next round. We're made up. Happy days. And uh, let's see what the next round brings. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.